Hey dreamers, this is your host Barry Miracle. Welcome to Wake Up Into Your Dream. It's time to wake up out of the nightmares of normality and wake up into God's divinely designed dream for your life. Jump on this podcast today and let's discover God's awesomeness waiting for you. Location, location, location. This is what we've been talking about. Wake, welcome back to Wake Up Into Your Dream. This is Barry Miracle. And I've been enjoying uh, sharing with you guys on the place called there. You have a location in your spirit. You have a location in your soul. And you have a location physically with your body. And th- when those all three line up, when you, when you get to your promised land and you believe the promises of God because you're living the promise of God, this is when you can birth your potential. This is when you can birth your promise. God had to, and if you've been listening to me, God had to get Abraham out of a place of cursing so he'd get him into a place of, of birthing promises. He had to get him out of the nominal. He had to get him out of his past. He, he had to get him out himself. He had to get Abraham out of Babylon and into the promised land so that he could produce the promise. The promises of God are yes and amen to them that believe. And you cannot birth and and you will not see the degree of the resources which God has planned for you to have when you are not at the right place at the right time with the right people doing the right thing. You cannot produce the promises of God without being righteous. And that's what righteousness is, is decayo. It's a place. Righteousness is actually a place in Christ Jesus. He who knew no sin became sin so that you could become the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. You are the righteousness of God in where? In this place called Christ Jesus. In a place. It's all, life is about location. Life is about a place. Living from a place. And this is where we're going today. But I want to uh, just recap just a little bit about last week. And I ended off with uh, speaking about Elijah going in a little more detail of uh, Elijah's life when, when he called forth a drought and God says get up from this place and go to the place called Cherith go to the the river Cherith I am sending your resources there he drank from the the river and then he received meat and bread in the evening and meat and bread in the morning every day he, God sent Ravens. Ravens represent the world. Sometimes God is going to use the world to bless you. He's going to use wicked systems to bless you. Uh, I don't have time to get into that, but he uses, see, the only place on the planet at that time, in that drought, in that area on the planet, um, that had abundance was Ahab and Jezebel's table. So God was sending, and I want to tell you, the wealth of the wicked is stored up for the righteous. And there is a wealth transfer, and I'm going to get into that today, about to happen in, on, and through your life. So get ready. You have to get to a place of abundance. You have to get to the place where God is pouring out a blessing. 
And I am very excited to share this podcast with you. I hope you enjoyed the other one. So let's get into today. Um, uh, the place of divine protection. There is a place, there is a place called there. And there is so many different things. There, it has so many different places that you need to be. And you get there because of your yes to God. You get there because of faith and obedience is where you abide in abundance. But I'm, I'm calling this one uh, the place of divine protection. But let me say this first. Your place of your belief and obedience within the place of your eternal yes is the place where you are not only provided for, but you begin to be an answer to so, so many others. A great part of your provision in the place called there is your protection. Um, let's just turn right, let's just get right into this and turn to Job chapter 28, verse 7 and 8. That's Job chapter 28, verse 7 and 8. That path no bird knows, nor has the falcon's eye seen it. The proud lion has not trodden it, nor has the fierce lion passed over it. There, there's the, um, in another translation, it's, it's the, um, make, makes reference to the bird of prey. No, no falcon's eye has seen it. The proud lion have not trod it, nor has the fierce lion passed over it. There's a place in God. There's a place of protection. There's a place of immutability. There's a place of immunity. There's a, a place where you can walk with God under a divine protection. I want to tell you the place of obedience. Uh, and, and I went into Guyana one time and I ended up uh, in two riots. And, and I'm the only white looking guy. I'm, I'm native, but I, I look more white than I look native um, just because of uh, I have some Scottish heritage in there too, but I'm standing there in the midst of riots and I'm drinking my Pepsi, leaning up against the cab as, as the, uh, some, some, uh, um, East Indians and blacks, which are make up the mass part of Guyana in South America. Uh, they're, they're got out these baseball bats and, and, and this riot is breaking out and I'm just sipping on my Pepsi leaning back and just watching it all, I felt as snug as a bug in a rug because I was in the midst of my obedience to the call of God on my life. Your eternal yes is a place of divine protection. Will bad things happen to good people? Sometimes bad things happen to good people. I want to tell you when they do, it's for a purpose. You have not been placed in chaos to be taken out or defined by by the opposition you've been placed in that place because it is an opportunity for advancement this is because i wake up every day and you need to need to adopt this because you wake up every day as a born again spirit believer in the lord jesus christ because you're you're a kingdom citizen Every day when you wake up you need to know this you have already won the war so battles are not there to take me out. They're not there to define me. They're not there to deny me or delay me. They are there for one purpose, and that is to increase my sphere 
of authority. Do not look at a dark night of the soul as something that's an opposition. Do not look at a pit as an opposition. Do not look at a as the at the valley of the shadow of death as an opposition. They, you may be walking through horrible things, but at the end of the day, if you still believe, if you're still standing, and if you're still walking in obedience, I guarantee you, you will find something greater, a greater treasure hidden in the midst of that dark place. It isn't your opposition it is an opportunity. Amen. So uh, let's look at Isaiah chapter 35, verse 9 as well. No lion shall be there, nor shall any ravenous beast go up on it. It shall not be found there, but the redeemed shall walk there. My God, did you hear that? No lion shall be there, nor shall any ravenous beast go up on it. It shall not be found there, but the redeemed shall walk there. There's a path of life. There's a path that God has prearranged for you to live that there is a place of divine protection and provision and prosperity. There is a path that the, that the saints, the redeemed of the Lord, Jesus Christ was our kinsman redeemer. And to be redeemed is a purchasing back under the threat of force. God came and was our kinsman redeemer. He came and he redeemed. And there's nothing that the devil can do about it because all the weight of the glory of the Father is upon your transformation and, and reformation. God is, is there for you in the midst of your redemption and the enemy cannot stop it. They cannot do anything about it, but the redeemed shall walk there. There is a path that God prearranged before time that you should walk upon. Ephesians chapter 2 verse 10. And I, won't, I won't go too much there today, but I've preached about it. You've heard me preach about it before. There's a path that God prearranged for you to walk upon before time began. There is a pathway that you need to find. It's the pathway of the redeemed and the redeemed walks there and, and there is a strong tower and there of the name of the Lord Jesus Christ and there is a dwelling place that you can dwell where you are protected and kept. The redeemed shall walk there. So that's Ephesians chapter 2 verse 10 in the AMPC translation. Check it out. And then let's go to Psalms 91. Uh, verse 13, he, he says, You shall tread upon the lion and the, and the cobra. The young lion and the serpent you shall trample underfoot. My God, isn't that amazing? The only time that there is a serpent or a scorpion or a lion is when they are designed to be there so that you can be trampling these creatures of the enemy and and the, the the lion the scorpion and the lion the young lion the serpent these these are all god is using them as examples 
of, of demonic entities that are trying to stop you. And I want to tell you, you cannot be stopped, especially in the new covenant. This was, this was in the old covenant in Psalms 91. This is the, this is the Psalms 91, that one of the most famous Psalms that David wrote, but the only time that you'll find a serpent or a scorpion or a, or a ravenous lion on, on your path is for one purpose, to trample them so that you can be trampolined into greater things. My God. So when the, okay, let me just back up just a, a wee bit. When the enemy is coming against you, once again, don't look at it as an opposition. It's an opportunity. You must live from rest and you live from rest by understanding the kingdom of God and what happened when Jesus Christ said it's finished. It was, it, you were justified. When Jesus re re was resurrected from the dead, you were sanctified. When, when Jesus Christ was glorified, or sorry, when he was ascended, you were glorified. So there, you right now, ladies and gentlemen, must understand who you are, who you are, and to whom you're called. You need to understand these dynamics that you understand that you were sum photos. You were united together through the whole process with Jesus Christ, and you are now seated in heavenly places in victory. You live from victory, not for victory. You live from righteousness, not for righteousness. You cannot be so holy that you now become righteous. You need to know that you start off being righteous. You start off every day with an A++. You start off every day with already winning the war. So these little battles and skirmishes along the way are not to define you to delay you or to deny you these little skirmishes along the way, these little battles along the way, these little sufferings along the way are an opportunity to increase your spheres and levels of authority within your spheres of influence. My God. Um, so we must go up to a place in God and receive in that place and come back down, okay? Every day you have an opportunity to go up and receive empowerment for your day. There is a place in God that you need to go with. There is a hidden place. And let's just, let's just turn to, um, before I go any further, into the New Testament here, and I want to I want to go into Luke sixteen, and I want to go into Matthew seventeen one through nine, um, and then Luke six seventeen through nineteen. But let's just look at Psalms ninety one for for just a couple minutes here. Just a, I'm just turning it in my Bible here. Psalms ninety one. He who dwells. In the secret place, that, that word secret is kether, it means hidden. Uh, and this is where, where Elijah, when he heard from God to get up from there and go to uh, Cherith, go to the river Cherith, uh, the brook Cherith, go there. And Cherith means uh, to, to cut covenant, to, to cut as in cutting covenant. Uh, 
and, and hide there. That's the same word, kether, it means a secret place. There's a secret place where God wants to send you a hidden place. A secret place is, is a hidden place. You, you need to know that in God, when you're dwelling in the secret place, in the hidden place, which we have found out is actually Jesus Christ. He is the hidden place of the Most High God. And, and you shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. The, the, the hidden place of El Elyon, which means the supreme and lofty one. The hidden place of El Elyon, the 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 supreme and lofty one. This is your hiding place. It's you have become one with the secret place. Jesus is the strong tower. The righteous run into there. The name of Jesus is a place that you run into. See, this is what I'm talking about. This is why you need the renewing of the washing of the water of the word of God. And, and this is what you get on this podcast. And, and, and I just want to just, I, I, I so desperately want you guys to continually to listen and go back over the other ones because it's replete with the washing of the water of the word of God. It's, it's complete with the washing and the water and the word of, of the word of God. And you, your minds are being transformed. And when you transform your mind, you actually fortify your will and you train your feelings. And people are wondering why you're not being devastated by depression in the midst of a valley of the shadow of death. You're, people are wondering why you are prospering in the midst of economical downturn. And it's because you have renewed your mind and fortified your, your will and trained your feelings and you your soul is lining up with your reformed spirit, your upgraded born again, born from above, born of the spirit, born of heaven. Spirit that you have become when you got reformed, when you received reformation and you became one with the spirit of the living God. You are now becoming one because of the word of God. See, you were saved by the incorruptible seed of the word of God, which lives and abides forever. And then the Bible says that your soul is saved by the by the word of God. It's, ladies and gentlemen, the word of God is a foundation. The word of God is a place. I, I'm trying to get you to think differently because what, what generally preaching does is they it, it preaches you into a future possibility and potential. I want to I want to take you away from futuristic thinking, and I want you to have an application of the promises of God right here in the nasty now. It's not about pie in the sky. I love the pie in the sky. I love Beulah Land. Sing that baby. Come on now. But the fact of the matter is, I, I'm not living my life in the future. I'm living my life in the now. I I I am living now. I use my past to define me. And I use the future to empower me. But I got to live in the now. I'm in the place called now. I'm in the moment called now. And I am releasing into you a revelatory knowledge of your potential that you can lay a hold of right now in the secret place. 
So the, the, there is a secret place. And let me just read it again. Psalms 91 verse 1, it says, He who dwells in the secret place of the Most High, the secret place, he who dwells, it's a dwelling place. There is actually a dwelling place called the secret place, the hidden place. And you need to be hidden in this season from the attacks of the enemy. When, when Egypt is receiving the curses in this season because there's seed time and harvest, as the enemy is receiving his comeuppance, when the world is being affected because the shaking started in the church, but it's ending in the world, when the shaking is going on in Egypt, in the, in the Egypt, in the Babylonian system, you need to know one thing. You are safe in the midst of Goshen. Goshen did not receive. Israel was living in Goshen and they did not receive not one of the curses that were happening to, to what was happening in Egypt. I want you to know there's a place that you can dwell of immunity. There's a place where you can dwell where everything else is looking devastated and you can be living in the goodness of the Lord. You can, you can be living and dwelling in the secret place of the Most High. The Most High, once again, is the place of El Elyon, of the Supreme and Lofty One. This is where we're dwelling. We're dwelling in the one that is greater than he who is in the world. We're dwelling in Jesus Christ, the conquering King. And I'm going to get into that and, and, and make some reference about some scriptures there regarding Jesus Christ in a few minutes. Uh, verse 2 says, I will say of the Lord, he is my refuge and my fortress. Once again, he, it, the, the fortress of God, the dwelling place of God is a fortress. You can trust him. He says, my God, in him I will trust. And it's a journey of trust. You have to come into this relationship with God so that you can come into trust with him. He is trustworthy, but you've got to see him trustworthy. You've got to believe the word of God, the solid word of God that came out out of the invincible spiritual realm, the solid unseen realm, and came into the physical unstable ever shifting realm so that you could stand upon it and call forth the promises and see them manifested in this world. We can trust him. He is trustworthy. We can trust the word of God over and beyond the circumstantial evidence in this temporary realm. You need something that is fortified. You need a place that you can run. You need a place that you can hide. You need a place that is hidden. You need a place that where the blessings of the Lord and the protection of God are there. It's a place. It's a place that we possess in the spirit right now, but it's a place that we are possessing in our souls. And because we possess it in our spirits and we are possessing it with our souls, our bodies will line up and be protected as well. As we not only live in the spirit, a place, but we also walk in the spirit, a place. You can not only live in the spirit, but you can also walk in the spirit in this physical realm. Because you're born again, you're living in the spirit. You're living in a place called the secret place of the Most High. You're living 
in the righteousness. You're living in victory, living in that ascended place of your glorification with Jesus Christ. You're living there, but because you live there doesn't mean that you're, now your physical body is no good and, you're, and, and your soul is uh, okay. You know, you're born again, you're saved, you're destined for heaven, da-da-da-da-da. Yeah, yay, yippee-yay, let, let's go for it. Let's, yay, I'm, I'm done. Uh, let's cash out, let's go to heaven. No, he has a purpose for you and you must bring that place into this place. And you can not only live in the spirit, but you can walk in the spirit. So if you live in the spirit, it means you're born again, born from above, born of heaven, born of the spirit. But if you are, if you are born again, you are living in the spirit, but you can also physically walk in the spirit. And that's when you are clothed with the Lord Jesus Christ. That's when you are actually every day, ladies and gentlemen, you have an opportunity to run to the throne room of grace every day. Because it, the, the glory, like it was on Moses when he spent so much time and they had to put, a, uh, sorry, he spent so much time, 40 days in the presence of God that the anointing got much shocked. He got rubbed in and smeared onto it. The presence of God was so thick and he was so in the presence so so long for 40 days that, that when he came out, he was glowing like a 200 watt light bulb when he came back down and they had to veil his face because they were afraid. But that dissipated. And some scholars say they, they kept, Moses kept his face uh, veiled because he didn't want to let on to the children of Israel, that the glory had dissipated. So what am I saying? The glory will dissipate if you don't spend time in the presence. The glory, hear what I'm saying, not what I'm not saying. The glory of God will never dissipate from the inside of you because you have become one with the spirit of the living God. You become one with the with the same spirit that raised Christ from the dead. You came, you became one with the glory of the Father. So your spirit, it never dilutes. And that's why the Bible says the glory that we have compared to the glory that Moses had, it was like his glory was no glory at all compared to ours because his was fading where ours remains. It remains on the inside of us. But if we want to not only live in in the place called uh, the spiritual realm and live in the place of heaven. But we want victory in this realm. We want the glory of God clothing us. And we're, we want you want to walk in the glory and you want to walk in the present and you want to walk in the spirit. You got to spend time on a regular basis getting that place to this place. And that's, what, that's why we, we've been teaching people to pray thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven because you can make this place just like the place where you are seated in heavenly places my goal is for you to abide and, and look and possess and in the spiritual realm be the real realm in your life not that you are flaky and fruity and nutty and that you're just you're you're just living in the clouds. No, no, no. You've got to abide there, and then you've got to bring that back down. And that's what I want to get into. And maybe I'm going to have to get into that next week. But um, that's the whole idea. God, Jesus Christ, became, the Word became flesh and dwelt among us, and we beheld His glory of that of the only begotten of the, of the Father, full of grace and truth. And that's John chapter 1, verse 14. We... we Jesus came here 
and he had to be baptized in the Holy Spirit so he could walk in the Spirit, not just live in the Spirit. So he would go up into a mountain. He would Oftentimes he would go up, and I'm going to get into that, but I just want to hit, and I'm probably going to get into that next week. But Jesus would go up into the Mount of Transfiguration. He would go up more than one time. This was a regular occurrence, and this was a certain place that God would go in the spirit when he would separate him from himself from people, and he would go up and receive ministry of angels. He would receive uh, words from the Father, and he would be glorified so that he could be empowered so that he could come back down and distribute it. Now, I'm going to get into that with detail next week, but here, here we are. We have this ability, ladies and gentlemen, to live in a place where we are actually the redeemed walk upon. Isaiah 35, 9 again, and I'm going to go back to Psalms 91 in just a second. But Isaiah 35, 9 says, No lion shall be there, nor shall any ravenous beast go up on it. It shall not be found there. Those beasts shall not be found there, but the redeemed shall walk there. And then it says in Psalms 91, 13, you shall tread upon the lion and the cobra. So, you know, it's it's saying in one place that the ravenous beasts shall not be there. Generally speaking, there it is like going for a stroll and you need to understand. <laughs> ah, okay, ah, help me, Jesus. Luke chapter 10, verse 19 says, Behold, I've, I've given you power to tread upon serpents and scorpions and over all the works of the evil one. So what I'm saying is in the new covenant, it, it is like you are just along for a stroll. You are not paying attention. The enemy is without intention and the enemy is not distracting us because he's under our feet. So it seems like when the, and when you feel the enemy and somehow that you get caught off guard and, and you see the scorpion, you see the, the, the serpent or the, or the fierce or, or, or um, treacherous lion on your path, understand this, they're, they're only there for one purpose, to increase your level of authority because you've already won the war. I'm trying to give you a place to live from. It's called the place of victory. Psalms 92 7 says, When the wicked spring up like grass, and when all the workers of iniquity flourish, it is that they may be destroyed forever. The only reason why the enemy is allowed to come near you is so that they, so two things, sorry, two things happen when the enemy is allowed to come near. One, you're well able. You are, you are protected. You need to know that Luke 10, 19 says, Behold, uh, I've given you power to tread upon serpents and scorpions and over all the works of the evil one. And then it says, And nothing shall by any means hurt you. As you are walking down the path of your obedience, and you say, Well, well, I've been hurting there, but have you always been on that path? That's the question. Have you always been in the midst of your faith? Have you always been in the midst of your obedience? And I want to guarantee you this. Life operates abundantly in the midst of your yes and amen. 
in the midst of your faith, in the midst of your obedience. I never go back to God and say, what's up, Dad? What do I need to change? Unless I know I've done my due diligence. Have I been in faith? Have I been walking in obedience? Because that's where the divine protection of God is, is on the path that he has predetermined, prearranged for you to walk upon. And the, on, the only reason why the enemy gets close to you, the only reason it looks like he's flourishing, the only reason why it looks like he's, he's, he's overcoming, he's just getting close to you and he's being illuminated and, and, and for one person so that you can crush him. So it, it, it's, I've given you power to tread or there's another translation, I've given you power to trample. And the Lord said to me, when, when I give you the power to trample and you actually do trample upon the circumstance, you actually trample upon the scorpion or the serpent, uh, when you do trample on the works of the enemy, you, you will be trampled into greater things because of the grace of God added to the equation. Oh, so, ah, we're out of time again. My God, my God, my God. I didn't even get hardly into what I wanted to share. So I'm going to have to come up with, with a part five. So this has been part four in t talking about the place of divine protection. And when does divine protection begin to happen? When you begin to believe and when you begin to be obedient to the call of God and step on that path and begin to be trampolined into your greatest days and be an answer and a solution as you're trampolined up into the things of God because of your trampling upon the enemy and you get trampolined up into the things of God then is when you begin to be empowered so that you can come back down and this is what I want to deal with how did Jesus do it when he was here it's it's not what Jesus would do it's what Jesus has done and he's teaching us and my faith is in Jesus Christ and his righteousness. I dare not trust the sweetest frame, but only in Jesus' name. On Christ, the solid rock I stand. All other ground is sinking sand, but I stand in the midst of everything upon my place in Jesus Christ. And I release that revelation to you right now in Jesus' name. Say, I am a generous receiver of the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. I shall live and show forth the glory of God to this generation in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Get ready for your best days for they are certainly coming upon you as you adjust and as you apply this revelation to your life. All the best. Till next week. Very much. Thanks again for joining us today on Wake Up Into Your Dream. My great friend Tony Fitzgerald would say you have two great days in your life. The day you were born and the day you discovered why. In these podcasts, I'm hoping this is true. That you are having aha moments and great moments of getting introduced to the true you because your whole world is waiting for the authentic you to show up. If you're enjoying these podcasts, please go to www.barrymiracle.ca. You can check out my book, Wake Up Into Your Dream. You can connect. You can see where we're going to be live in the future. 
and uh, you can just connect with us there. But this is Barry Miracle, your dream coach, signing off for now. We'll talk to you next week. <laughs>